Guys, it's August now. Uh, can I cry? <laughs> if you I don't feel like it, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll be right back. Uh, I know we just started, but I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, okay, I just need I need school to start because I need fall because it is so damn hot. I can't stand it. I walked outside today. It was 106. Mm-hmm. I really... I was... I, was I like, no. have sympathy for you. But no empathy because it has been <laughs> raining all summer here oh, up north. Okay. Uh-huh. It, it's been raining eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and when it is when it is raining, it is eighty degrees. It is hot and humid and raining. Sometimes hum- hotter. Yes, the humid the humid sucks. The humidity sucks. Yes, humidity sucks. But when uh wait side note. We're talking about weather again. I was going to make like, the same joke. I was like, this is the second episode where we talked about weather. <laughs> we should make it a trend. We should do it every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah okay, weather. guys, it's been raining up north here like 80% of the time. We're not the only section of states that has been raining a lot. It's happened in Florida and several other places. I just can't think of them right now. I mean, but my point is, coastal. is that whenever it's not raining, yeah, we're on the coast. Whenever it's not raining, it's super, super hot. Mm-hmm. And this week, it's only a Wednesday, but <laughs> this week we've had no rain, but it's been mid seventies, the most perfect oh. temperature ever. So when you say you walked outside, it was one oh six today, like one fifteen yesterday. I'm like, I'm sorry, but also. <laughs> It's 75 and breezy, and when I walk outside, it feels like spring in the morning. I'm, I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> I can't even say that the breeze is nice here because it's just another blast of hot air. So, like, yep, you'll be no. walking outside and you'll think it's, like, great because it's, like, 100 degrees in the shade. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. So, I need to go back to school where I am cold and it's not 100 degrees. So Guys, I'm, I'm going to school sad. where it snows all the time. And I'm also jealous of- I picked- I'm at a ski town. Yeah, for being in a ski town or by a ski town and a by a ski place, I picked like the one section of my state that it doesn't snow. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Out of the entire state, it snows, but not there, not my You're town. You're like an like, hour away from a ski mountain, right? Uh, ish, yeah. I'm less but, than five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like- And students get seasons uh, passes to this place. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up skiing at this place. I didn't learn to ski there, but shortly after, I've skied- The entire time I've been skiing, I've skied at this mountain. I love it. Um, yeah. I haven't skied in recent years because I went on a hiatus for like six months after I had a surgery in the middle of winter. And then mm-hmm. I just never went back. Yeah. Um, just how it goes. Like any other normal thing you take a break from, right? Uh, And then, yeah, so I gave my nice titanium skis. (laughs) It hurts me saying that because they were beautiful. To my sister, I gave them to my sister. So in theory, I can just take them back when I want them. But for anybody who doesn't ski, uh, you snowboard though, right? Yeah, I snowboard. Skiing scares me. me. I'm not going to lie. It terrifies me. Yeah, snowboarding scares me. The 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 two, two or three times that I snowboarded, I messed up my knees, like, so bad. Mm. It was terrible. Because I fell yeah. so much. And the person oh, yeah. who oh, taught yeah. me, I love, I love you, I don't think you're listening to this, but I love you, but <laughs> I don't like snowboarding. We would switch. She would ski, mm. and I would snowboard. And she was very good at skiing. 
It was mm-hmm. terrible. It's not, it was shit. It's not Oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. Point is, I (laughs) gave my sister my skis, and now she loves them. But the whole thing with skis is that they're calibrated to your boot size. And my sister and I are, we probably have the same ski boot size. But they're also calibrated to your height and weight. Because the bindings, like, fit your boot exactly so that they snap in at the right spot. Because if they're not done right, if you fall, your skis are going to go 20,000 feet south, and you're going to stay right there. (laughs) Yeah. And you will not get down the mountain unless you are crawling on your butt. (laughs) I've been there. That's where the sledding comes in handy. I've been there, and it's not fun. (laughs) It's worse the higher you up, the higher you are up on the mountain. It's so, it's miserable. Uh, but. So if I just randomly switch to my sister, there's a very good chance that I would not be safe because she's like three or four inches taller than I am, but weighs less. So mm-hmm. there's that ratio and something bad could happen if I fell. Like, very yeah. bad. So in theory, I could, but yeah. uh, I'm hoping not to make athletic friends because if I do, they're going <laughs> to want to hang out and they're going to want to go skiing. In the middle of winter when we don't have class at all 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Mm. And we're going to be like, guys, can we just stay inside? Nope. There, I, when I was on campus at my school on, on a, on a day when it snowed, like, in my town, so you knew it was snowing up in the, um, in, on the mountain, that I would just watch, like, hordes of people go, because I had a parking lot right next to my, um, right next to my dorm, and so I would watch hordes of people just go load up in the car and then leave campus. It was fully, like, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, and it was like, you definitely have class, but you are not going to class. (laughs) If the professor knows it's snowing, they're just gonna give up yeah pretty much like pretty much you know but the thing about being like five minutes from the ski mountain is that you don't have to go as often because it's always there or like mm. if it doesn't snow on a random tuesday when you have class you can go on saturday the snow's going to be there yeah like but the pros of being so close is you can go whenever you want exactly so i rest my case <laughs> Weather. Okay. We'll stop sm- talking the, about weather and snow weather, because it is obvious is and we are salty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not going to see any snow for at least two more months. And I'm so sad. <laughs> okay. Let's do that intro and get into this. Get into the rest <laughs> of this. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, our outline is six pages long. Six pages. Yes. Hey everybody, welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers, by writers. I'm Larissa. And I'm LJ. This week we're talking about research. Buckle up, because we're getting educational today and giving you all of the tips, ideas, methods, what's to look out for, what to avoid. You can follow us on Instagram at larissagalt.author and at LJ underscore writes with two S's. The episode will begin with discussions of weather again and probably contains a flood. believe that we're 15 episodes in i don't think i can i think i think we always kind of or not always but like we've done this at a few milestones where it's like oh my god five episodes oh my god 10 episodes but we are 15 episodes in like when i made when i made we could have a season by now 
we could. When I made the Google Sheet, I only planned out 20, or not planned out, but I only, like, did enough of the, the auto-generated for 20 episodes. Not that I was thinking that we were going to stop at 20 episodes, but, like, yeah, we're almost at 20 episodes. I oh guess! I think, I think, we'll if we do um episodes for the rest of the year, um... Yeah, we should just make seasons into years. I think, I think that we do. If we do that, then we'll have 25 episodes uh, a year, a season, if we end... Um, wow. if we keep like the same timing, so, uh, we'll, we'll be ending on, uh, December 22nd, so I oh think we should gosh. do a Christmas episode. Uh, uh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, so theoretically, we're 15 out of 25 episodes. Wait, guys, there's only, and I'm, I saw this on a reel like two days ago, so I think it's still accurate. There's only 22 Mondays until Christmas. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. If you don't know us from our Instagram account. We're very big fans of Christmas. We are uh, Christmas people. I like the winter. I start listening Christmas to Christmas part, but... music like tomorrow. Okay, I'm, I'm not, not that kidding. Bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I wait till about <laughs> Thanksgiving. Once we're inside Thanksgiving, it really depends. Oh, my house decorations and trees go up at Thanksgiving. And when I say trees, I, I mean three trees. Yeah, you're insane for that. We we decorate af- like the weekend after Thanksgiving because we yeah. we do a lot over Thanksgiving, so we're pretty yeah. busy. So we take like the weekend afterwards, to, like calm down, and we have one tree. We just have one, um, <laughs> but we'll uh, because it's not exactly like my town gets winter or anything. I mean, it's going to be ninety degrees regardless. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> okay, weather, Christmas. We're talking about research today. That's what we're doing. Just we're talking like about research, rabbit holes. <laughs> we're gonna get copyright striked or something. I don't know. No, we're not. That's I think the it's like... domain. <laughs> really? Oh, that's impressive. Listen. And... Okay, so... there we go. You got, I you got your Christmas fix now. I do. Um, I love Christmas music and I love singing. So. Anyway, yeah, I have three Christmas trees because I'm a psycho, and <laughs> I fully admit it. I listen to it, like, way early. Um, <laughs> like, way early. Um, <laughs> we, ever since I was a kid, we would decorate the weekend before Thanksgiving because I was oh. a dancer, and I was a nutcracker, and that was Thanksgiving weekend. So we mm-hmm. have no time. Gotcha. Ever since I was eight years old, and before that, from the time I was born to when I was seven years old, we would go to family for uh, Thanksgiving. Now we don't. Yeah. But then I stopped dancing, <laughs> and I just became a Christmas fanatic, so we just kept going. And the earliest I decorated it is Halloween. Okay, that is truly insane. The earliest I, I have decorated is October 30th. Oh, no. I love Christmas, but no. Yeah, I went out on Halloween, and I already had oh my trees Oh my god. I, I love a good Christmas, and I love decorating for Christmas, but I couldn't. No, not that early. That's that's still Halloween. I got, like, fall to go through first. Like, I gotta make it through Thanksgiving, at <laughs> least. I don't know. But, oh. but you know you know what's perfect to pair with Christmas? When you're sitting on the couch, and you're looking at your beautiful tree, one of three, uh, and there's a big fireplace in front of you. <laughs> there's a TV. <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was so funny. <laughs> Just one of three. <laughs> Everybody now has three trees in their house. I'm trying to transition into the next topic. Seriously, sorry, I've worked on guys. this. Continue. <laughs> so when you're sitting on your couch and there's a cat on your lap, 
and you have a mug that is probably cat shaped and has a Santa Claus hat on. True story, I have one of those. Uh, <laughs> and you're looking at your tree, and you pull up your laptop, and you go, guys, you want to watch a movie? And you pick one of the Chronicles of Narnia movies, and then on December 25th, 2022, Larissa, me, came up with a fanfiction idea and promptly did nothing but research on the Narnia fandom for the next two weeks. Perfection. Nothing. I mean, I woke up, I did research, I ate, I went to sleep. That was my life. Because I was a college student on break, and I was going through withdrawal because I'm an English student, and I needed something to live. And that's what, what I did. What else do you do but hyperfixate on it? One exactly, thing. I exactly. Love it. And you know what? It worked out perfectly because there's a very important part of the story horses. And I know jack shit about horses. But my <laughs> older sister. You're telling me sister, you weren't a horse girl? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was a dance girl because my sisters were horse girls. So uh, my older sister, who goes to college also, but is older than me and goes out of state, so I don't see her for more than, well, this year I haven't seen her for more than like four weeks in a year. Um, summer internships, don't know what that is about making money. Um, <laughs> what? Totally, uh, totally can't understand that at all. Um, that. She was home for Christmas, and so I could ask her every horse-related question ever, because that's what she's going to college for. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Horse girl. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> this sidetrack. <laughs> you know the trend of women being like, my Ken's job is... Uh-huh. Yeah, so that that's what made me think of that. My sister's job. <laughs> um, no, actually, it's equine-assisted health management was her major going in. And I it's uh-huh. since changed, but I can't remember the name of it. But it's basically, um, when she first went to college, she hasn't updated me in a while, so don't take this uh, as somewhat evidence. But when she first went to college, the goal was to be a major in this field so that she could run a horse therapy center where the horses would view riding as therapeutic, and the people riding them would view it as therapeutic. All around good time. Uh, doesn't make very good money, but it's great. So, (laughs) I had the opportunity to ask my sister every question ever, and she more than willingly gave me very detailed answers. And now, you can have full confidence that my Narnia fanfiction, if you ever read it, because, well, some of you may not, uh, (laughs) is very accurate in that realm. And it's important to be accurate in your research. That's what we're talking about today. I promise you my rambling is related, and it has a point. Hey, it all all goes back. It all goes back to that. I, going to be honest, don't really research that much. Not that I shouldn't, but I haven't really been in a ton of scenarios where I, like, needed to be super accurate in a lot of things. Like, like, the setting was a big one. I'll talk about it later, but for one of my, like, Western whip, I had to, like, you know, think of some, or not think of some, I had to, I based it off a town, you know, and I had to have you know, actual settings, and so that was some research that was involved. But for the rest of it, I mean, I'm making up a little bit of it. So I use research to, like, make up, back up some basic claims, but it's not like I went in to, you know, find out the historical accuracy of this one house that I referenced in, you know, from, like, the 1400s or whatever. So I, because, you know, I'll do, like, superhero stuff. And, you know, I make up a lot of superhero stuff, so it's not like <laughs> I can go Google, hey, how do superheroes work? <laughs> so, um, 
But so I don't really research all that much. I probably should, but I just I just kind of don't. But when I do, I like just reading articles. I'll Google, I'll Google, you know what, whatever, all that stuff. Pull it up, and I'll just I'll watch videos if they're there. But I don't typically do very well with those. I got to put them on like double time speed to actually be able to pay mm-hmm. attention to them. That's but otherwise, I'll talks. just go. I'll go read a bunch of articles and take down whatever notes I think are important and just, you know, leave it at that and probably never look at them again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, research in general can be really overwhelming. So I get like, (laughs) I get like, if you don't have to do it, then some people don't want to. I just love it. And if I ever fixate on it, then like, (laughs) that's all I'm doing. Um, Oh, yeah. But especially if you want to get accurate answers, uh, research is very overwhelming because there are so many sources out there. And everybody learns differently, so it can be very difficult um, yeah. to process information in one way, and then you, you don't find the way that you like until you're, like, 20 hours deep, and then you're like, oh my god, I wasted all this time, you know? So, I totally understand. Yeah, I, it's, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Okay. Okay, well, I said I like reading articles. How do you research? Because I <laughs> forgot what I was saying. So, we're gonna make that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, research... It depends on the topic, but I like videos because they're easier for me to, like, digest information. Not all of them, but some. Like, I'll watch TED Talks on, like, two times speed. <laughs> yeah. But if it's, like, an eight-minute video on um the origins of the term fuck by a British man, I'll watch the whole thing. Oh, please I did. send that to me. I'll I wa- watch that. Sure, it's in my YouTube history. I'll send it to you. Hilarious. <laughs> Cannot remember the accurate details because I was so busy laughing about this very professional balding British man who just detailed for eight minutes said the swear word like 50 times with like a completely straight face and just educated all of us idiots about where the term came from and popular contrary belief and somebody told me this fact and then I walked around for like two months thinking it was true and now I know it's not but like the very popular origins he dispelled the myth and yada 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 mm-hmm. turns out I'm pretty sure it's started as a name but oh like a last name, but we don't know if that was more like just somebody making fun of someone when they wrote their name down. Uh huh. <laughs> because you have to like verify it anyway. It's hilarious, guys. Go watch that. Um, but I can like watch any movie, read any book, devour any article, like because I find research interesting. I just I like all of the types of sources. But if it's something for a paper that I'm not like thrilled about, it's gonna be harder for me to remember. Um, yeah. I think that's everybody though, but. In that case, notes are my friend. Absolutely. But, like, how do you take notes of, um, of a research when you have to? Yeah. Perf- uh, personally, I use, uh, I mean, both for school and for writing stuff, I use OneNote, um, and, mm-hmm. which is a Microsoft program, and it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like a bunch of notebooks put together and all that stuff, so I yeah, really just... Too. Yeah, it, I really just, it's just, it's like a bunch of Word documents together, but you get to do other things that yes. I'm not going to go into the nerdy side of it. But I really, I really do it, enjoy it, and recommend it. Um, So if you have Microsoft, I'd look into you it. You can, like, group them, can't you? Yeah. Like, into different you get, you get, like, essentially, stuff, but it's all right exactly, you get essentially, like, one notebook, and in each notebook, you can have a section where you can, like, you color code it and name it something. And within each section, you can have, like, an unlimited amount of pages, quote unquote, which, so, Sorry. like, for for my writing i have like one section for each whip and within all of the stuff i have a bunch of pages and so then i, I have all that. of my whips in one notebook so it's it's so nice 
yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it later. It's absolutely mm. incredible. Um, and so I have a, I have a... That seems easier than just, like, opening a bunch of different Word documents. It is. That's, that's the only reason why I don't use Word for stuff like yeah. that. I type it out in Word, and then I have my note. Because, and then you can do, like, Control F and all that stuff, and it'll look through, like, each, the pages, the section, right, or right. the notebook itself. Um, so you can look all over for it, and it's, oh, yeah, oh it's I mean, so well, nice. Well, my is all connected, so when you save it to OneNote, it's no different than, like, where you would save your Word document. Mm-hmm. So, yep. like, that, oh, my God, it's awesome! Yeah, so I love OneNote. So wow, I have a little section in there just, me. like... Oh, please do. In, like, I love two it. Two minutes. Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Um, you really just are. convert everybody. <laughs> no. But uh, but it's been really handy, and I'll just have a little, like, research section where I just compile, like, when I'm looking for specific information or need specific information, I'll just compile, like, you know, whatever stuff. I'll put a link in there with, like, the notes that I took or whatnot, and then that'll just be my research. And so then that's just a page in there, so, you know, I have that when I need it and stuff. So I don't I don't really do too much for it because it's, it's more... More of a, we'll we'll talk about this later, but I'm not really good at researching beforehand, and I kind of research during the process, so a lot of times I'll just find my answer and work it in. Um, But uh, we'll talk about that later, so we'll we'll touch on that. Uh, We'll touch on the different methods and stuff. Um, Notes for me, I like finding articles and then either making my own PDF of them, like if you control F and download it, you know, that's fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Or finding a PDF because then you can highlight it. Um, whereas a lot of times on, like, online, like, articles and stuff like that, you can't do that. Um, so that way I can just, like, skim and see the stuff that I need to, um, without taking, like, separate notes. But I do find that writing stuff, again, like, the exact quote, but writing it myself instead of copying and pasting it helps me remember something. That's yeah. not for school. I don't think I've ever done that for, like, research. Yeah. But, yeah. I've, I've heard good stuff with that, so... I mean, we, we get, if you took a bunch of, like, if you took any kind of literary, English, you know, composition classes in school or high school and all that stuff, typically, or any kind of, like, source, I don't know what the word is, but, like, classes where you learn about sources and how to find sources, like a yeah, research methods type class. Yeah, you they they would have theoretically explained like you know what's a good source, what's a bad source, where to find sources, how to use databases, how it's reliable, how it's not exactly. And while you don't, I personally don't think you. It depends on how accurate you want your story to be. I'm not gonna lie, I use Wikipedia a lot. And I'll give you with this caveat, because I had teachers all throughout high school be like, oh my god, never use Wikipedia, it's an awful source. It's really not that bad, but just don't use Wikipedia as your only source. Like, I get agree. multiple sources. I because I use I use Wiki- Wikipedia in the way of, like, I need an answer to, I like, I need an like initial answer. Exactly. And instead of, like, trying to scroll through all these sources just to find the answer, I'll find the answer in Wikipedia and then go find the sources to, like, get more information on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, exactly. don't just write off Wikipedia because, I mean, they do check it. There are a bunch of reference links down at the bottom, oh, so, like, you yeah. can see exactly what their sources are, and that's where I go find most of the backup sources. But it's just, like, it's not that bad. Like, maybe don't maybe don't use it to write, like, an English paper or something, but yeah, if you're writing yeah, your exactly. whip and you need to figure something out, like, it's not the it's not the end of the world if you know the exact date the, you know, tomato soup was created or whatever. Yeah, like, and you find it out from Wikipedia. 
if it's integral exactly. to your whip, then yeah, absolutely, you can do that. But I don't have tomato soup, so it's <laughs> not my problem. Um, well, the great thing about Wikipedia is that it's so easy to digest because you have like an overview section, and then it if it's like a person, it goes by timeline of their life, and you can collapse sections. You can jump to different ones because they have a table of contents. Same thing with like different like monarchies and structures and like the order of the garter or whatever. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> I researched Regency England, and we're going to talk about this later, um, mm-hmm. but I needed to know different, like, family lineages and different, like, titles and whatever, and I found way more than I than I needed to know. <laughs> like, why are you guys so complicated? I don't get it. Why? Just, just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Listen to me. Listen to me. Doesn't have to be like that. Every other monarchy is doing just fine without all of the mumbo jumbo that you have. Trust me. <laughs> okay, PSA over. Okay, perfect. Good to know. Locked that one away. Locked that one. But no, like if you're just using Wikipedia to get yourself familiar with the details, right? And then you go find the quote unquote more reliable source that says the same thing, like that just backs it up, and that's where Wikipedia got it from then you're all good. Just fact check yourself. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just because you read it on one doesn't mean it's true. You've got to read it on two or three at minimum. Yeah. That's my golden rule. And again, also, this just applies if you need research for your whip. If you were creating, ev- which I mean, I I could, you could argue that everything needs research depending on how much you want to do, but it really depends on just how much time you want to put into it. If you oh, just definitely. want to like, you know, like, I think, like, surface-level type stuff, you don't necessarily need all of that. But if you want, like, good, accurate details, then, you I mean, you got to put in the work for it. So, I do more of the surface-level stuff, which is, eh, whether or not it's great for some of the whips, I don't know, I haven't figured it out. But I also haven't done that much research for a whip in probably two years, so. Um, yeah, but also, you're nowhere near to drafting a full-blown novel and then publishing it right after. So you're in absolutely. a different spot. And I'm yeah. like... I enjoy research, first of all. I just do it for fun. So mm-hmm. even with fanfics, I'm like, sign me up. Two straight <laughs> weeks of research. Let's do it. Let's yes. see how much we can find out. Mm-hmm. I take it as a challenge. And even for my actual books, like I found, <laughs> I literally just needed to look up one thing and I found myself lost for like two hours. And then uh-huh. I was like, oh, I didn't finish my scene. Like, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. what happens <laughs> to me because I just love it. Um, so it's different for everybody, but also we're going to mostly talk about this in the context of researching for a project of fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep in mind, if you are writing fantasy that is just a major middle finger to real historical events, you don't have to listen to us. <laughs> I, it's true. But I if, you're writing, if you're writing as anything historical, even the Grishaverse, Right, Lee Bardugo sat down and figured stuff out about Victorian England because she based a lot of stuff on Victorian England. Oh, I didn't you know wouldn't that. know That's that. Fine. You wouldn't. I mean, you. Uh, I've read the research books we talked about before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But unless you know about Victorian England, you're not going to know where she gets a few things. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Also, the TV show itself, their fashion, is 1890s textbook. Like oh. textbook 1890s. It's beautiful, especially Nina's. Like, anything Nina wears, but especially in season two. Um, mm-hmm. Like, textbook. Uh, Victorian. Yeah. But they also 
have cyborgs that fly? So, I'm just saying. Really? I didn't know. I didn't see that in the Christian. Yeah, Where you know the, the whole plot of... Uh, wait, have you read King of Scars? No, I have not. Never okay, mind that makes then, more sense. Yeah, okay. So if you I was about to scars, say, because I was like, that was not in... That was not like, in... Victoria uh, is, Shadow like, and Victoria, I'm pretty sure Victorians <laughs> had telephones. And... But the Grishaverse doesn't. So... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's it takes us in context, but I'm also going to provide final personal opinions and a bit of a disclaimer to all of my other opinions that you will hear about after, at the end. So, gotcha. hear me out. I will provide... <laughs> Context. If you think I'm being harsh on accuracy, I have reasons and you'll hear them at the end. So, with the, all that being said, let us get into tips and tricks. Let whoa, us whoa, give whoa. you guys the deets. Let's go, baby. I say, if somebody likes videos, right, try TED Talks, documentaries, there are lots of great ones on YouTube or Prime. Uh, BBC mm-hmm. also. I mean, BBC. I love all the documentaries, they're fabulous. Uh, yeah. A lot of those are on Prime or Hulu, by the way, for my American friends. Um, and if the accuracy can be suspended, watch movies or, like, read books based on the subject of the time period. If you do a podcast... Oh, I wonder. Um, a certain like video podcast, podcast with some two certain hosts. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, I wonder. But there's, there's this really podcast shout-out. Um, I don't follow him on Instagram, but I've seen a few of his stuff, and so I added the podcast to my library. It's a podcast called The History of Everything. It's so funny. Like, so random. And I won't even tell you guys what episode I heard on Instagram that got me to save the, the podcast to my library because it's kind of embarrassing. But I was like, wow, that's interesting. I need to know about that. Um, so oh, podcasts like that. that where it's like historical um, research sharing. And I'm pretty sure this guy like is a historian. So you can trust the accuracy on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, some things you can just get an intro to before researching for later, like, with their style. Funny, if you want to, like, fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, so if you need to start with vibes and, like, context clues, especially if it has to do with sci-fi or a certain type of fantasy that you want to emulate or historical fiction, whatever, it doesn't matter, or a war movie and you want to write a completely separate but fictional movie, uh, book that has to do with that, battle, combat, mm-hmm. whatever, start with movies because they're easily digestible. And then you can, like, try my favorite research I do. Which is, quote, what Hollywood gets wrong about blank. Unquote. I have heard about that. I've the, heard good stuff like, about that. I, I saw it on Tumblr, like, ages ago or Pinterest, where I don't really care. But I've done it ever since. And it is the best thing I've ever done. Because you'll get personal stories, you'll get articles, you get videos, interviews. All from experienced people. Like, it's amazing. I, I like the I like the um the Crash Course videos mostly just because I grew up watching <laughs> Crash Course with Hank Green and, yeah. and that was obviously for school. John Green John like, Green does it too. He does history and yeah, exactly. science. But both of them. Yeah, the both both of the Green brothers. Like they just it it breaks down concepts in such a like like you said earlier, I'm stealing your words, like an easily easily digestible way yeah. that it, yeah. it can take these complicated topics and just like make them plain as day and that is the stuff that's easy instead of like going to go read a whole scientific article that like it like an abstract and a thing and a paper it's like i don't want to read that right now like i love reading but i don't want to read that and it's just it's it's (laughs) so it's so easy to get all of that stuff yeah like especially well not just for history like if you want to look up john green crash course videos but like hank green does science one and biology related things 
Um, and they're not the only hosts, too. Like, there are several oh, yeah, yeah. channels that do them. Well, same, like, people, but different, like, hosts of different subjects. Um, so that can be really interesting if you're, like, leaning way over your head in, like, a science-related subject and you just need to get the details. Or, uh, sorry, bare bones, not the details. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, shout out to Hank Green. My man is slaying TikTok while he is literally battling cancer. Did you know he's uh, okay? Uh, oh, I don't know if you know this, but somebody will know this. He's gonna he's gonna be on Dimension Twenty, which is a um. Okay, yeah, you don't know that. It's fine. What is it's, that? A, it's, a, it's 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 right. You know, saw my face go totally blank. <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a um, podcast essentially. Oh, it's it's like a D and D film. What he's he's on that. Uh, Brennan, if you know um Brennan Lee Mulligan. Um, he's probably. a big, he's a big name. Okay. You would probably recognize him. I he was on a couple of game shows and stuff like that. Funny, funny guy. An incredible, uh, DM. And then another, uh, a guy named Freddie Wong, who is on my, my dungeon, the, the Dungeons and Daddies podcast that I Dungeons listen to. Dungeons and Daddies! <laughs> Freddie Wong is on that, and he's absolutely incredible. So, just, there's a huge group on a very popular D&D thing right now, and Hank Green is on it, and it's so insane. I, I need to watch it. That was such yeah, a side track. He has some type of lymphoma. I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. But he's going through, but it's one of the most quote unquote most treatable cancers. Yeah, kicking um, ass right now. The type that he, oh my god, totally. So uh, he's never going to listen to this, and if he does, I'm probably going to faint. Hi, Hank Green. Because <laughs> that's so cool. But like, you're doing great, and I love it. Hey, let's 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 get Hank Green on our podcast. Do you think he? I would talk literally on our die. I would literally let's, die. Let's get Hank Green on the podcast. <laughs> Is it bad to say that I would love to have John on here too? Maybe even more than Hank because he's the more. I guess I guess John one. is the literature one. John yeah. or Hank Green, either historical one and we'll take, history. We'll take one. either one. Well, we could we could we could talk about Turtles All the Way Down, um, mm-hmm. which is one of John Green's books, also The Fallen Our Stars. But I like Turtles yeah. All the Way Down better, despite having read neither of them because of what it's about. Oh. Um, uh, I read Fault in Our Stars. So the two of us, the two of us would just love talking about that with him. That would be the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, both, uh, right up both our alleys. So, moving back on to the subject matter, uh, <laughs> away from the Green Brothers, even though they are fabulous people. Um, also, you should join their awesome socks club. Small plug. Totally Ooh. not sponsored at all, because I love socks, and I love Hank and John Green. Um, you get socks subscriptions. Every month, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's They're so cool fun. and funky designs, and 100% of the profits are given to a notably moral and inspiring cause that I care not really. Oh, but that's you so Google fun! Awesome Socks Club. Green Brothers. We might need. I might I need to go up. sign up for some awesome socks. I don't know. It's pretty cool. All right, guys. All right. So, so when I put when I put crash course in quotes in the outline, that's not what I meant, but. That's what apply. I took it as. And, like, you uh, can just Google, I wrote in the outline, you can just Google Crash Course on and then insert subject because mm-hmm. that'll give you, like, 10-minute videos. You can include scholar in the subject, like, with your keywords. Um, because chances are, many people with degrees in any given area, or <coughs> nerds like me, um, <laughs> aren't usually going to publicly post false information on the internet. Not when so many other people can search the facts and correct them. But with that being said, check their feedback, check their comments if it's on YouTube, see if anyone has corrected them, um, because you can, you know, be like, oh, five people commented the same thing that they got wrong, 
but they have acknowledged all those people. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, so that's set by mind. Like, they know what they're talking about, and they just forgot, like, one thing. It happens to everybody. So check your sources. <laughs> Everybody's got to But not the British, apparently. <laughs> but so what do, what do you think? What should you do if somebody's starting a new project? And, like, if you're researching things as they go, if that's how it works for you. Uh, but, like, you may not know where to start. So where, where should I start, Larissa? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Not sarcasm at all. Um, nope. <laughs> so I like going to like a fan like fandom wiki, which is like a fandom version of Wikipedia, in case anybody doesn't know. It is the greatest discovery of my life. I don't say that lightly. I go there <laughs> for a fandom that has similar details as to what I want to research, like the same genres or age range as my whip, you know, like I might go to the Great Shivers one if I want to do a YA fantasy. But I would go to Game of Thrones if I was doing adult fantasy. See what mm-hmm. I mean? Very simple. Yeah. Or just a favorite fandom of yours and get inspiration because of, like, the categories, like, the basics of that fictional details, uh, or, sorry, fictional universe. Keep track of the details and categories you have to research or stuff that you have to come up with on your own. Because a lot of yeah. stuff, if you're writing fiction, you can just make it up. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, but if you want to have inspiration for, like, I don't even know where to start, like, what should I be researching Crash Courses on? Like, I don't know. Go to one of those and see, like, the categories and, like, the locations and the objects and the characters and the relations and the... Oh, there's just so much stuff. <laughs> like, it's unlimited amount of information. It's so cool. And most of those fandom wikis have, like, Discord servers that you can join, like, for the fandom. It's genius. That That is smart. So, like, like, like we, like I had said earlier, when you, when you're researching all this stuff, you do need to find some place. You can't forget to write it down digitally on a notebook. Or no, 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 don't forget. I love sticky notes. Sticky notes are one of my favorite things. I always have a pad of sticky notes on me. Um, because you might remember a certain, like, detail, but you didn't realize that you wrote it down. And then you could, you have, if you did write it down, you have the source to pull it back, back, back up. Otherwise, you're like, oh, did I say, was it this or was it? actually that and then yeah it's it a whole mess and then you have to research it again so yeah. just the more organized you are the better like like how and that is however it works for you like i said i use one note and i keep it all in there if that's a word document if that's an excel sheet i i started i started tracking stats and information on excel sheet because i love that but you know that's that's also just me and i'm insane um but uh like whatever whatever <laughs> way it works for you if you can just like keep keep a list of what you use it'll it'll be infinitely better if you have to go back for it for some reason if you don't have to go back for it then that's great like you, then you you remember it but something always happens and i've had to research things multiple times because i didn't write them down and then yeah. forgot and then had to go look them up again and then it's yeah. it's twice the work for something that could have been done once yep i totally this may or may not be a popular opinion i have no idea but i think you should always research as much as possible before you write something because it's way faster to remember it when you run across the necessary detail, like, that you have to input. And have it actually formulate um, in your writing, rather than spend anywhere from, like, 20 minutes to 2 hours researching it. And before we get into rabbit holes, um, researching before, it helps you not just absorb the information, but when you're researching, you probably have enough of an idea of your whip that you know what your research details are going to be. Like, that's why you're researching in the first place, right? Because you know what you need to know. And <laughs> as ironic as that is. 
And so you are going to, when you research, when you find random details, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can put that here and here and here and here. And then you can put that in your outline if you're a planner. Not everybody is, but I respect you if you are, because <laughs> I am one. Um, but if you're looking to become more of a planner, start with research. And then find details, put them into like a rough, like, quote-unquote outline of events. It doesn't have to be in timeline order um, of your book or what your project that you're working on or whatever. And then as you write, you're going to pull those as you need them. And like mm -hmm. your whole experience, your whole writing, one, is going to be a lot more efficient. And two, you're going to have fun like putting little Easter eggs in there. I promise. I love doing it. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> and, um, and you get to like enrich your world building, especially if that's, you know, a fantasy university. That's really important. Um, but yeah, so before you know it, like the 20 minutes to two hours researching, before you know it, you've just wrapped your writing flow, right? Rabbit <laughs> holes. You got distracted researching something that was entirely unnecessary. It's just easier to fact check later. It really mm -hmm. is. Like if you have to stop and look something up, then yeah, do it because like the research process is never over. But maybe finish your chapter first, make a note. Um, some people write like a word in all caps and then just search that word later. It's like a, a word that isn't anywhere else in their book. Like, you would never find it anywhere. Um, maybe in a uh, science fiction universe, you would put something that, like, like dragons, for example. Uh, yeah. It's just as a placeholder word. And then you go back and you're like, oh, okay, I have to add this detail. Um, but it's very important to make sure you come through everything a million times if you're going to publish it eventually. So researching in the beginning can eliminate a lot of that headache. Or just having to, like, work it in after the fact especially big details especially yeah. the big ones yeah i have very much been a culprit of going down the metaphorical <laughs> and literal rabbit hole of like you know being in the middle of a project because i don't re like i said i don't really research ahead of time it's not anything that i really think about and so then i'll go up down in there and then i'll be like huh this is kind of a critical fact i need to know this and then i'll start looking into it and then i'll click another article and then it goes into another article and then it goes into another article and then i just never get out of it and then i end up realizing that i spent the last two hours instead of writing researching and it's like I end up finding my answer most of the time but it's like I could have been way better at how I just timed everything out and typically it's I'm writing because I got this like the the spark of motivation to write and then after uh like researching for that time that I would have been writing I find myself then have lost that spark for writing so it's just kind of like I, it's not great. And I mean, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. The research rabbit hole is fun, but just not efficient and not uh, very good at time management. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. It's the efficiency. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're writing a book and you want it to be similar to other works like it, uh, if you like, which is always good, um, you don't want to be too similar, but you want to be like, oh, this book is similar. So if you like that one, you'll like this one that just came out. <laughs> um, like the called comp titles, whatever. You want to stay within the certain bounds of a genre or like an age range, whatever. You also book sell, because uh, they're the same thing, just done differently. So if you want to do that, which you should, you got to be careful of how accurate it is, especially if it's in like, um, like if you're using another fiction book as a source. So like, I recommend to look at the author and see if they're reputable, like and if the other experts approve of them. Like, if them and, like, the, follow the people that they follow on Instagram have all written the same type of books, 
and they're all, you know, praised to be accurate about a certain area, then yeah, they're probably good. Um, because there can be a lot of myths perpetrated in fiction books. So even if there's no, like, glaring problems, you should read something and then fact check those details. Because I, <laughs> I haven't read very many, but there are a few, like, historical fiction books that perpetrate certain myths about fashion, and I just have mm. to roll my eyes. And I'm like, did you not do a two-minute Google search to check mm. this information, my good sir, or man? You know, so you got to be yeah. careful because even mistakes can make it mistakes can make it into published books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the author might also have some nonfiction books published in similar areas, like an author that I read that does Regency romance uh, books. She has also done like nonfiction like volumes on different things about the Regency culture, like uh, fashion, like you know. Dancing, dating, whatever, like the whole nine yards. So I know that she knows what she's talking about. You know, that's a good indicator. Uh, if it's a story collection, the more accurate authors are going to be people who wrote in that time period. So if you want Regency, you want Jane Austen. If you want Victorian, you want Mary Shelley. If you want the 1500s, you should probably find the translation of something because you probably can't understand it. Um, and even though I'm people weren't very accurate. I'm not that was the 1600s, actually. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I don't have Shakespeare's time period memorized. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the 1600s. I'm gonna fact check you. I would be embarrassed if I was wrong. I would be so embarrassed. Hold on. Oh my god. Shakespeare. Uh, he might have been born was, in the 1500s, but I'm pretty sure he, he was born in the 1500s. Yeah, he was born in 1564. Um, oh, I was right. So yes, he <laughs> worked theoretically. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> I was wrong. My bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is exactly the thing that we have to talk about, you guys, because there are a lot of myths, and you just generalize things about history that you don't even realize. Yeah. So you have to. You think you think you think Shakespeare example. was in the 1500s, not the 1600s. Cheat sheet, Shakespeare was writing in the time of the Renaissance, and the earliest time that was dated in the Renaissance was in Italy in, like, 1550s or 60s. So, if you ever have to remember that, just remember that Shakespeare was in the Renaissance, and that was not yeah. 1500s. Not gotcha. in most places, anyway. So, fun fact! Uh, fun fact. The there more you, you know. So, we have... <laughs> A giant list of possible things to research. So let's speed run through this re- this list <laughs> and hit everything. Take a throw because it. this 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 isn't even this isn't even like scratching the surface. Uh, all of it, yeah. No, it's it's absolutely it's I I it, there's a lot. So oh no, you do half, I'll do half. <laughs> sure, I'll start it. Okay, so you want to know the structure of the government of the monarchy? Uh, you gotta know, like, the nuance of the many bodies and offices that it's comprised of, whether it's actually a monarchy, or if it's a democracy, or if it's, like, a fake democracy. America. Um, (laughs) there's actually a word for it that's, like, not, like, entirely a democracy. There's actually a word for that. I just can't remember what it is. That's what America is, technically speaking. Um, like, you wanna know, like, who owns the land, like, who, like, makes the money, like, who runs, who runs the town, basically. You want to know stuff about dating, relationship, family customs, which are all influenced by culture, right? Like, different places have different norms of modesty. L.A. is very different than, um, <laughs> Florida. Um, 
<laughs> you want to know stuff about religion, maybe politics, but religion will influence modesty, it'll influence culture, politics will influence modesty, so a whole, it like all gets wrapped into one. Then there's like holidays. Also, going with religion is different religious observations, and it doesn't have to be like Christian like Christmas and like, oh my gosh, we <laughs> hate Halloween. Like, it can also be like superstition, magic, it can be witchcraft, like, it can be all sides of the spectrum and like the differences between them. Like, there's what people do for fun, sports, hobbies, currency, trade. Like, <laughs> when was tea made? Like, when was that around? That's important <laughs> to know. We're going to talk about that later. Um, and the workforce, like, is it capitalism? Is it communism? Is, like, are the people in certain jobs, like, is it diverse in terms of gender or people of color? Or is it not? And why? Like, you know, why is one job predominantly one, you know, so that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I think that goes with, like, industry trends and, like, what's popular and, like, profits and what makes more money than others. Um, but I'll let you take the I'll rest of the list. The rest of them? Okay. Uh, so then there's that. That I don't know if piles I into. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, that piles into the rest of them, like, class and income differences, if there's why why they're there, if they're there, if that's something that's part of your, your writing, what influences their politics, the wars, like, you know, government positions, whether or not it's an individualistic or collectivistic... Collectivist, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Collective... Co oh, damn it, I had it once. That society collectivist society yeah and then uh, like we said concepts of modesty chivalry manners you know what type of how, how people are greeting like greetings goodbyes if you take off your like hat that. when you walk inside if you get you know take off your shoes or if you have different shoes you wear in the house that all ties in also with culture all of these are connected that's kind of the point all of these are connected <laughs> yep. but and then then you go into things like anything pop culture games music clothing dances dancing fashions like what the day-to-day -day type thing is what movies like what what tv shows what type of things what media entertainment um this you can get really specific with for the world building and just create like a really rich and diverse you know world within your world uh world within your world part within <laughs> your world you just you get down to the dirty details and it's fun and you can get stuff like attitudes surrounding mental health and science and psychology and sociology which again goes into all of this other stuff is symbolism within media so art theater fashion hair you know home decorations romantic tokens like you know whether the the romance flower is a rose or whether in your world maybe it's a sunflower or something like it, it all depends um, and everything's important, like all the details on this list that you might decide on, like they should have a reason. You might not know it yet, but make it relevant. Like, have fun. Yeah. Surprise us. Like, like that's that's the fun yeah. part. You get to pick what you're doing. With Why your, is it a sunflower? World. Exactly. You know? Like, is it because it's yellow, like the sun, and the sun is worshipped? Like, what's the de Give me the details. Why is yeah. it not a rose? Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe it's like a, a a different. There's a it's underground stuff. So more underground. It's an underground people or whatever. So the sun is scary. So they don't like sunflowers because it's it's big in there. Yes! So it's it's, it's all yes! about giving the details so that you know. And maybe there are two sides and it's a war and it's it's uh, yeah. No, it's, I think we just came up with a project for us to work. On. I think we have a whip. I think we have a whip. Right I think now, we but. just made one. <laughs> 
But so stuff like that. And then things with like levels of education that's available, the majority races and ethnicities and languages and stuff that are a part of your whip. This is obviously very prevalent, a lot of fantasy type stories. And it yeah. plays it plays a very big role in all type stories, but, but especially like in, in fantasies. Exactly. If you're creating new races, new species, new eth ethnicities, this is something that you need to outline so that your readers can understand, like, you know, hey, this is this group of people, and this is this ethnicity, and this is this race type of stuff. Um, and then for the settings, which is involved in almost any type of story, like, you need the weather, the climate, different sciences, um, that can play into culture and stuff. It's, 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 it's super interesting because it depends, you know, maybe your story is super moody and it rains all the time because you're, you know, you're, you're in this place or it's super sunny and that's where the sunflowers are or whatever. <laughs> and, um, and then it, stuff like general economy that goes back into the workforce type stuff, you know, what do people do to make a living in your world and, like, what are the people, what are people next to, like, what do you, what do, what do you mean by what, what, what are well, people just like neighboring like countries or monarchies or like oh, people that are different gotcha. than the primary perspective like gotcha. do you have you know a hunger game style where you have a whole bunch of different people meeting in one place so you have to give everyone a backstory that's very different based mm -hmm. on where they come in life you know what i mean yeah so gotcha, like, gotcha. you, you got to think about more than just your main character cast uh stuff because like they might mention stuff about this far off food or currency or land and the readers are like, huh? <laughs> so you gotta explain that. Gotcha. Okay, so that's what so that's what, what the people are next to you doing. Yeah. And then that just helps with all the world building, like you said. And then of course, animals, pets, Duh. The other fun stuff. Are you hunting? Is is uh, are the animals? <laughs> what are hunting? you hunting? <laughs> and then I think this one is always the coolest. It's like food and attitude surrounding it, what type of things <laughs> you got. Like, Lapa. you know, I do I can't appreciate like uh like fantasy settings type of food or whatever. That's always so fun because it's like this is not something that I would eat, but it sounds so good. <laughs> and waffles. <laughs> and waffles, of course, waffles. But yeah, so that's like we said, that's not even brushing the surface of all of the stuff you can uh, you can research. But it's something you can start with, and it's it's something that especially if you are like creating a world from scratch, it's good things to consider. I mean, if you're basing this off of like if you're doing a con a contemporary whip that's based off like New York, obviously if you're not familiar with New York, you should understand yeah. what it's like. But it's not like you have to go create a whole new world setting to you know do a contemporary whip in New York you just have to understand Correct. how New York in itself works which also, again requires research but yeah exactly and that's where like what Hollywood gets wrong about blank can really come in handy because you know I live up north in the uh, eastern northeast sorry I don't know why I said eastern first I live in the northeast um, in America and so my perception of Florida is very different from someone who has lived there their whole life because I've only born like three times uh, same with Texas. I've only been there twice. I've never been to California. I've never been farther mm -hmm. west than Texas, actually. Uh, I've only been in Chicago, like, a few times, but I haven't done anything cool there um, for morbid reasons. But, like, I haven't gone to Canada, also. I've been, like, five inches from the border, but I've never gone up there. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, I have a Canadian friend. I have a Texas friend. I have a Californian friend. I have a foreign, a Florida friend. Um... I can ask all of them questions, but they're just a sample, right, from the thousands of people that live in any one of those states. So it's no different than if you want to do something like that um, in writing and you have to go, you know, but let's say you're from the Midwest and you want to write about New York. Midwest, I've noticed, I know a lot of people from the Midwest, they're very polite uh, and they go up a lot. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> they brush past you, and they're like, oh, sorry. That's just, that's just who they are. <laughs> people in New York City are so rude compared to Midwest <laughs> people. But New Yorkers love it. Most New Yorkers are introverts, and when they are not, um, they don't want to talk to you if they don't know you. Like, there's a major stranger danger because crime, but also there's so many people. There's, like, millions of people in this one small, comparatively small, area that you don't know. And it's expensive. Like, Mm -hmm. so there are lots of nuanced things about New York. It doesn't look like what you see in Spider-Man and the Avengers movie. Like, it doesn't (laughs) look like that. So you're telling me there's not a shawarma place where I can go see all of the Avengers just sitting there eating shawarma? Yes, Avengers. <laughs> no. God damn it! <laughs> um, so upset. But like, I've never been like, to New York. That's just like dispelling stereotypes. So like, you gotta just be careful about that, especially if you don't know about that place, and even if you've never been there, even if you have, you don't know it as well as people who've lived there their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's just my two cents. Um, I want to know what the coolest thing, or the weirdest, funniest, whatever, I don't really care. Just mm-hmm. give me, like, the the-est thing that you've researched for Absolutely. a project. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll keep them, I'll keep them quick, but I've got three things that I've that I that I researched a little bit the most. First one, which was I kind of referenced to earlier, um, uh, my Western Whip uh, Retribution or RDB. Um, I based off a town in uh, uh, a state in the United States. Obviously, we're from the states. Um, a state called Colorado, um, Western-ish. There's the mountains right there, um, and it, I I was going off of a town called Leadville, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. If there's anybody from Leadville that's listening. Hi. Um, but I um I I I picked that one, don't really know why. It was kind of there. Um, but I needed something a little not directly in the south for the western, so hence Colorado. And I like looked up this old map and everything and it was super fun. I like digitally had a picture of it and I like drew out like the town or the buildings that I needed on the map and all that stuff. But I found out. So if you've seen the movie Tombstone with um Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, a bunch of other people, but those are the only two names that I'm thinking of right now. But it's a really, really, really good Western movie. I think it was 80s, maybe 90s when it was made. I'm not gonna lie, don't remember. Could be the thousands, but I'm not sure. I have it on my movie list somewhere, but I don't remember. Very, very good Western movie. Um, uh, uh, Jesse uh, is obsessed with it. Um, Jess the writer. Is, what, is, what is her username? Is that her username? I think yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, she's obsessed with it. We've talked about it multiple times. It's I was like, so what are you fun. talking about? What Jesse did we know in real like? like it's not <laughs> yeah. fictional. No, no, no. I was like, are no, you talking about Lavinia and Jesse? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Jess, Jess, the writer um, yes, on okay. Instagram. We've, know, we've talked about we've talked about um, Tombstone multiple times, and there's a there's a there's a care. It's based. It's not. Mm, it's kind of based off a true story. I don't know how true like the movie is, but the right. characters Wyatt Earp, which is Kurt Russell, um, and then Val Kilmer plays a guy called Doc Holliday. Um, they are very much real people. And what I found out, my pastor has a Doc Holliday related tattoo. Yeah, I, Doc Holliday is great. Um, well, okay, great is relative. They got they were like outlaws, but whatever. Um, and so what I found out when I was researching about. Leadville, Colorado, was that after the OK Corral shootout, which Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday were a, a part of, and were, were the shootout part of it, um, 
Doc Holliday went to Leadville to, like, rest and recover and all that stuff. And That's stayed in cool. Leadville for a period of time. And then ended up shooting a bartender because the bartender- There was, like, a disagreement between Doc Holliday and the bartender or whatever. And, he had, and Doc Holliday shot the bartender. And he lived, but he, like, went to trial for it or something. <laughs> and then he moved to another part of Colorado and died of tuberculo- tuber- Oh, God. Tuberculo- Tuberculosis. Please, thank you. Um, You're welcome. I died of that. And, and Hank Green that, can relate like, anything to tuberculosis. Oh, God. <laughs> Look at his TikToks, guys. He can relate anything but, to tuberculosis. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, but it was like, I didn't know that when I was researching Leadville. And that was, that was super fun. Um, I did this other one for, um, a fic that I wrote that I'm going to be very specific for because I took all of this information that I put and basically wrote it verbatim in the fic because I, I, I spent six hours researching how to get um, from one major city in the 1880s to another city um, by train. And except at that point, there was not one like railway that connected them all the way. Or I yeah, think not it had, like, then. just newly, or it was either not there yet or had that just was been an 1880s newly been created. Thing. Yeah. And like, so 1890s. I like, I had like a whole thing where I was like, okay, so they get to get, get, get on this one at three in the morning and it'll take them to this place and they transfer to this rail line and it'll go to here and it'll go up to this one. That was when the first like Western uh, gold rush happened, was late Victorian. Something um, like so that. You had, that and at- that was that was a major contribution to the railway because it had so many people trying to get over there, but they were already starting it. And they were like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, we need like miners. And yeah. so like the whole Western vibe and like all the miners and all the gold diggers. And yeah, that is, that's one of my favorite parts about historical fiction because it's so underutilized. Like Western, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. You can do it anytime. But Victorian Western, <clears throat> it's the spot. Yeah, so I had I had a ton of fun so yes, researching railroad. all those trains, except it was hard to find, like, the train records, because for whatever reason, I really wanted to be accurate in this fic that ended up just being, like, two paragraphs of information. But I guess <laughs> it was critical to the story that they got from place A to place B, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then, finally, the last one, which I had a lot of fun, which I thought it was a few, it was a few winters ago, but, um, I don't remember now exactly when I did that, but I had to figure out my, my whip, Nuclear, is, uh, is a, is a superhero whip, and my, one of my characters, Benji, which is one of Larissa's favorites, Mm -hmm. has some type of energy power. I haven't, I hadn't explicitly nailed it down then, and I just did a bunch of research on it, but I ended up looking up, like, electromagnetic waves and mechanical energy waves and, like, electromagnetic radiation and stuff, because I, I was reading so much on all of that where, like, what to, what to do. It's like, electromagnetic waves carry energy momentum and angular momentum away from their source particle and impart those quantities to matter in which they interact. So this energy blasts. Yeah. <laughs> and so things for like mechanical energy is for bigger objects and it requires a lot more energy and a medium, something to force the energy through. So like electromagnetic or yeah, electromagnetic waves can just kind of go through things, but mechanical energy waves need to go I'm sorry, they need something to go through. Electromagnetic don't need anything to go through. So I was going to create two separate, like, types of power for him. And it's like one needed the more energy was the mechanical energy. And then the one that needed less energy was electromagnetic waves. And it was, um, I learned way too much and promptly forgot all of it. And so this was, I like, the notes that I had written down in our document was just the stuff that I copied over from my old research and, like, have not looked at it again. But it was, um... 
it was insane. Like, I, I don't understand a word of, like, what I wrote, but it was research. It was fun. <laughs> I think you should open every episode with that instead of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Me just explaining. I'll start explaining quantum mechanics. I have no idea what it means, because but we'll you know start why? explaining it. We're going to alienate the same people. Anyway, oh, no matter what we do. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll just alternate. We'll alternate. You talk about the weather, and then I'll talk about some random science fact. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask you guys on our Instagrams some random science thing to explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be Lonnie's burden <laughs> to research and explain. Yes! For like two yes. minutes. Um, I love it. And But we can fit it in like a Trojan horse. So if I st- start talking about the weather... And people don't pay attention, they skip, and then they miss cool science information, and then we reference it later it's... on in the episode, and they're like, what the heck? And that's uh-huh. how it happens. Exactly. I'm so on board with this. Guys, don't skip our weather talks from now on. You never know what you're going to nope. miss. You'll learn something cool. You anyway, will. so that was my stuff. What about yours? Because I know you have been dying <laughs> to talk about this. Oh, yeah. I've mentioned it like three times. Yeah, so I had some uh, Regency era fanfic ideas, and so I wanted to enhance my understanding of it. I'm not super familiar with, like, the whole, you know, politics thing, apart from fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, anything about the era except for fashion. So as part mm-hmm. of that, I found out this thing called acrostic jewelry, and I was like, whoa, that sounds badass. What is this? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's essentially using the first letter of a gemstone to use them in, like, stone settings on a bracelet or a ring um, to spell something out. Or if a woman wanted to give one to a man, it would be on, like, a snuff box, which is basically, like, where you would store tobacco. Um, You could carry it in your pocket or not. Um, Most commonly, it would be, like, love or dear or regard, dearest, or other pet names or other terms of endearments. But if you were rich enough, you could probably spell out, like, a name, you know, with, like, less common stones. Regard is a popular one. That would be ruby, so R. Ruby, emerald, garnet, amethyst, ruby again, and a diamond. So that's cute, right? Red, that's green. That's incredible. Red, purple, um, red, and then clear. Right? That's cute. Another one, like a door or a more, which is obviously super trendy because it was French and the English loved the French. A door is spelled <laughs> with amethyst, diamond, opal, ruby, and emerald. But here's the thing. The problem with creating a trend of these was that everybody who saw a piece of the jewelry with multiple colors of gems would either A, know it had a secret message in it, or B, they knew what the message was. Because it was popular, like, right? So the trend cr- was created for quote-unquote secret messages, and that kind of defeated the purpose of it. <laughs> so the Victorians were, like, the last ones to really widely use it, but they were also the ones who um, kept, like, locks of hair from a beloved as tokens. Um, also, fun fact... A historical token you could paint like a lover's eye on like a really tiny canvas and just like oh. put it on a chain and wear it as a necklace or like with a pocket watch um and you would never know who it was because it was just their eye mm. right sneaky 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 so the jewelry was less uh, discreet because if you wore it out like mm-hmm. and someone saw like a bunch of different colors that didn't normally go together they'd be like oh my gosh <laughs> Someone has an admirer. What is that spell? Can you see? Wait, spell? Can you see that across the room, Janet? What is that? Ah, uh, I believe it is an emerald. emerald. Oh my gosh, regard! Like that's so funny to me. Regarding but that's who? why they stopped doing it. 
But is it because the Victorians are like, we have better ideas. And then Mary Shelley was like, I'm going to beat you all. <laughs> like, superiority. Like, Love and if Mary you know Shelley. what Mary Shelley did for romantic tokens about her husband, you will know what I'm talking about. They're very morbid, but she's so dramatic and I love her. <laughs> I did not know that at all. That is honestly super cool. That's, that's incredible. Right? I just have a wealth that's of knowledge. That's fun. Right? Absolutely. That's why research is fun it. to me. Like, yeah. It's just so interesting. I also found out that in Regency England, um, and you guys might know this if you follow my Instagram because I posted like Bridgerton, like, ranting videos and i actually don't know if i posted those part yet because i've forgotten to keep posting them um you know because i no longer am interested in regency england at the moment because the hyperfixation has faded so mm -hmm. i'm not thinking about it but anyway uh the waltzing was controversial in regency england oh because and this podcast episode is already an hour long so i'm just gonna you know <laughs> Go for it. Right? Go for um, it. Go for it. We got basically, waltzing was not really a thing until the late 1700s, uh, but it started in Vienna, which mm. I'm, that's in Switzerland, isn't it? Ooh, I don't know, but I'll go double, double check that. Might be in Austria. 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 It is, yes. it is okay, the capital so, of Austria. Right. Yes, yeah, so Vienna is in Austria. Austria and Germany we love our are geography. right next to each other. And I know that because of the sound of music. Um, Austria and Germany are next to each other. They're separated by mountains. Or not. No. Austria and Switzerland are separated by mountains. Mm. So, bottom line is the English were like, we don't like Germans. We think they're so gross. And, like, Germans and Austrians are, like, the same thing. Do you like my accent, by the way? I love your accent. Right? It's, so it's perfect. It's, it's so, so accurate, British. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we I need imagine to bring more accents on. <laughs> oh, I can do it. This is like scratching the surface. Scratching. I, oh, I can do nothing. So this is this will be perfect. We should bring your sister on to do accents. I bet she can do accents. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Not not well, better than. It's the musical theater part of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, <clears throat> like, we hate the Germans and the Austrians. Like, they're like the same thing, right? Like, I mean, New York is part of New England, right? Like, that's like the same thing. Um, so, we don't like them. Um, and that's for, like, mu a multitude of reasons. One, there are lots of, like, people, <clears throat> there are lots of Germans trying to, like, infiltrate the British, like, royalty? Like, that's a problem. Oh. <laughs> like, they're getting Janet, way... I never! <laughs> they are getting way too comfortable here. And it's, like, kind of shocking. You know? It's, like, kind of shocking. Um, first of all, we have, like, a German woman that's, like, marrying the king? Like, there are, like... Clutching my pearls. Dozens! Like, there are hundreds of us. That would be so so willing to like lay down our entire lives and move to the castle like forget everything we've ever known just drop everything become just you know <sighs> what's the word a pawn right <laughs> so many english women would be so i can't take myself seriously oh my god <laughs> so many english women would be so willing to just give up everything 
but they picked a German woman? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, next thing you know, we're gonna have... Next thing you know, we're gonna have a German king. <laughs> and it's gonna be terrible. And also, also, um, we devised, like, this, like, whole system. And to basically, um, announce to everybody what you're, like... Uh, political beliefs are like who you believe like who you align yourself with right so like because king george married a german woman um queen charlotte um we decided that if you support german things you're saying that you know you don't like the king like what he's doing um and which is like ridiculous because he's like trying to like outlaw slavery like what is that um, can't believe him. Um, so we were like, if you support something German, then you're basically like middle finger the king. So like, some people, some people, not me, but some people. I'm not like the other ladies in the court. Um, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am barely keeping myself under control right now. Oh this is the best. This is the best bit we've ever done. <laughs> I think so. Larissa tried to do a valley girl to teach you guys a history lesson. A British valley girl from the- uh, No, there's uh, like when, no- when, Well, okay. When was I'm, this? 18s? 17s? Uh, yeah. yeah I have middle. no idea. In the middle. Um, <laughs> okay, so, guys. <clears throat> Ugh. So sorry. So, basically, like, based on, like, what you supported, like, if you supported German things or not, you were basically, like, giving your opinions about the monarchy, right? So, we were like- what if we brought in, like, waltzing to, like, like, you know, show disdain, right? So, oh. like, but, like, so, like, I don't do that. Like, most of us don't do that. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, how could you ever, like, because, like, we don't know, like, the German, like, queen, like, she could die. And, like, some of, well, like, one of us English women, like, might be able to, like, marry King George, you know? Anyway, so, that's totally doesn't have anything to do with this, like, at all. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So, the, the more, you know, the minority of the politics, you know, they're like, we should bring in, uh, waltzing. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Um, but long story short, basically anybody in Bridgerton would not have been waltzing on the floor. So if you watch that show, just know it's like really inaccurate for like a lot of things, but especially the dancing. Like, I can't believe that they would just like do that. I, I, I just, I can't believe it. I can't, believe it. I can't believe it. Also, also Queen Charlotte, like she's cool and all, but she didn't bring the Christmas tree um, into the palace. She's not cool enough for that. Just saying. <laughs> also, guys, totally forgot to mention. Um, King George is also like Duke and like Prince Elector of uh, Hanover, which is also German. So it's not just like <laughs> it's not just his wife that's German. Can you believe it? Oh my god. Also, like, this is, like, before my time. This is, like, when the muscles, like, first invented. But, like, it would have replaced the minuet, which is, like, <laughs> ridiculous, right? And everybody back then didn't want to, like, leave that behind. Um, because dancing, like, in groups was, like, super important. Because um, the revolution hadn't happened yet. So the French were still, like, <laughs> really weird. Um... We only like them a little bit sometimes, whenever when we want to. Um, and one of the queens is we can. 
Even though she's German. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> she's good for some things, okay? I promise. Um, okay, so, basically, like, a well thing, right? This is, like, the first dance, like, in our area, right? Like, <laughs> with our people. Um, that was, like, the first one where you didn't dance in a group. Which, like, I mean, <laughs> scandalous. Oh you gosh. might as well, you might as well be kissing in front of thousands of people at that point. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Like, you're touching each other's hands, like, the whole time. Like, a two-minute dance? Like, 20 times in a night with different men? Ugh! <laughs> and, like, like, you're not only touching hands. Like, he's touching, like, her shoulder or her waist. And, like, you're, like, looking, like, really close into each other's eyes. And, like, we cannot have premarital eye contact. Like, that's just so... <laughs> I can't believe. I can't, I can't. I can't believe. I would never. I would never trust any one of my friends to just, like, do that. Like, I... <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. And, like, if my husband, like, had ever done that with a woman, like, I would be so distrustful. Like, can you even imagine? Oh, my God. You just, like, oh you don't have to do anything at that point. Like, it's just, like, the thought that counts, right? Like, when you dance, so... Oh, my gosh. And, like, the posture. Like, so we, like, rotating and just, like, moving our hands together. Like, oh, my God. It's... <coughs> Ugh. I just... <laughs> moral of the story. Moral of the story is don't trust the Germans to dance. That's all. Thank you. A standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> Standing ovation. I clapped earlier, and then there was more, and I said, "Oh my god, I'm here for this." Standing There's like ovation. seven minutes of Valley Girl Arissa pretending to be a British woman. <laughs> yeah. But I was oh right that doing the waltz was like not supporting the king. Um, oh my I gosh, just to that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. I loved every minute of that. That was so funny. You're welcome, everyone. You're this is this is this is where the this is where the theater the theater kid comes out. <laughs> I wasn't a theater kid, but I'm running a podcast now, so you know might I as well still get into identify the voice the acting kid. part of it. I still identify. See, yeah, I was I was the sports kid. I wasn't the theater kid. I was a sports kid. And now I'm a not. Well, I guess I'm kind of still a sports kid. I don't know. Who knows? You rock anyway. enough that yeah. you hurt your hands, and then you don't yeah. want to stop. Yeah, I think that qualifies. Mm-hmm. You won't say that lovingly when I when I tell you that my Yeah, when you go uh, back to school hurts. and you yeah. Nope, when it still hurts. Right now right. Yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> I've been climbing over the summer and I screwed something up and it's not good. But you know um <laughs> I'm telling I'm telling my mom. I'm telling your mom. <laughs> Larissa I showed her John Mulaney the- today, and there were, like, 12 motherfuckers in, like, <laughs> 10 minutes, so I don't think there's any problem. Iconic. I love that. Anyway, <laughs> after that rounding rendition of, a oh God, some you, fantastic thank you, thank you. Valley Girl British reg- <laughs> Regency era drama, <laughs> give me the tea, please. Um, I guarantee you that was more entertaining than any history lesson. She'll have to have a name. We'll invite her back sometime. We'll, have to, we'll invite her back sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you guys, if you guys want to like DM us, if you have uh, names for that uh, alternate side of my personality. That lovely uh, feel lady. Free. <laughs> feel free. 
<laughs> I will attempt to, if we talk about any other realm of history, I will attempt to give the person uh, an accent, maybe. Perfect. Love Possibly. it. I'm here for it. No promise if anyway. it's Irish, because my Irish accent is trash. Oh, d- d- I, you're fine. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I can do a lot of accents, but Irish is raw. Final thoughts. Because uh, I told you I would explain my opinions, so I'm going to. Uh, this also comes with a word of advice. Word of advice to the person, and it could very well be you, who says, like, this is fiction, so it doesn't really have to be accurate, down to what time in the day a character in 1810 had tea. Uh, one, it does matter. Because Regency folks never had afternoon tea, the Victorians did, because they're bougie, controversial. Um, Ooh. according to everyone 20 years before them. So, yeah. get their ass. The Victorians are cool, and you can attribute them to a lot of trends, uh, and tea is one of them. So afternoon tea you should not have before the Victorian era. That's beside the point. More importantly, two, think about how any expert in any given applicable field or area would react, right? If there's a detail missing or inaccurate, and there's a reason for that, it's not just laziness, an expert shouldn't have to have an English degree or, like, you know, extensive experience in literature, right? So they have to analyze what you've done, right? They shouldn't have to have that to tell you why it's not there or guess the reasons why it does something different. For example, if you did have a Regency character doing something that Victorians might have started to popularize or even invented, there should be a reason why in your world, right? Like, that that's the case. And if there isn't a reason or you can't similarly justify fitting it into the story, then it's probably not actually that important for you to mention. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. if there is a real detail in, like, the, you find about, like, a certain, like, mealtime, right? A certain, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you're going to put it in the story and then you find out that, oh, that's not super accurate to this exact, like, five-year bracket. Because usually you can do a hit or miss. Five years. Trends usually don't change that fast before you're in 1900. Or even in the 1900s. Um... So, like, give yourself a bracket of five years. If you know it's not accurate, you might not know the reason why, but I promise you it's because somebody else is going to do it later, and there's a reason why that happens later. Mm-hmm. So, pay attention to that. You know, give yourself a golden rule. Would an expert be able to tell me why it's not in there? Like, is there a reason for this? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, yeah. for example, for tea, like, if there was a certain similar cultural movement like with what the Victorians brought tea for, right? You'd have to research that because it's a complicated conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, then, you know, make sure that there's a reason, make sure that that cultural shift happens before this character drinks tea at 2 o'clock. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's very simple, and you might not know about it until you go really deep in your research, but that's why it can pay off. Because you find out little things you didn't even know existed. It's very cool. <laughs> Heck, yeah. That's it. That's that's my. I'm done. I've done Valley Girl. I've done historical accurate Larissa. I've done it all. I'm done. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think it. You know, I I like research. I think it's fun. I don't do it probably nearly as much as I 
should, but I think if it's applicable applicable to your whip, especially if you're like starting from scratch and almost building a world, it is extremely beneficial. I don't want to say required because it's, you know, you write your whip how you want, but it is extremely, extremely beneficial to, you know, making sure that your world feels like a world, like, like a whole thing and not just like, oh, this is another place, another time. Okay, cool. But it makes all of the details make it better. And that's the fun stuff. That's the fun part with it. So, and then like, like Larissa just said, I'm not going to expand more onto it because I don't like, I don't write historical stuff, but, uh, but you know, what, what, what are the experts going to say? Are you going to get called out because somebody drank, you know, coffee before coffee was a thing? Like, you know, it it just, it just depends. So I think it's fun. Plus, you know, a little bit of hole right now again. Coffee was one of the earliest inventions, actually, that is still around today um, in terms of, like, food and drink. Uh, it was definitely after alcohol, but it was it definitely goes back really, really far. The more you know. Farther than tea, actually. Heck yeah. Good. I like I like coffee more than tea. So. Yep, me too. Sorry, tea I like tea, I'm but a, I like I'm a coffee more. man. I had decaf before we started recording this, but I forgot mm-hmm. about the cup. For like 20 minutes after I brewed it. So oh, no. it wasn't like super hot. And I drank it with cream, so then you put it in and it's even less hot. So I was like, yeah. you know, the cup is still in there. I can just like brew some more and then just a little bit more and then just like catch the rest in the cup and then we can then we're good to go. That was a mistake. Oh. I would rather have had like lukewarm coffee than watered down lukewarm coffee. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, that's that's like, nasty. I brewed enough the first time, but when I did it the second time, there wasn't a whole lot left, even in the first drips. Oh and I was no! Like, oh no! So I, yeah, that was kind of miserable. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. I've been I've been um, microwaving my coffee because my dad will make a pot when he wakes up. Except I'm not waking up at the same time that he wakes up. So then it's like lukewarm coffee. So and I just I'll just go chuck it in the microwave, nuke it for a minute, and like you know, <laughs> drink that. And it's not I bad. Really, I enjoy I don't it. Really so. Have a microwave, so. Really... You don't you don't have a microwave? No, I don't have a toaster oven. What? I have a toaster oven. Oh, okay. And an oven, so, like... (laughs) But I have a toaster oven, which does bread, waffles, pancakes, all that really well. Maybe this is just, like... It actually This is my privilege talking, but I've never... I don't think I've ever known somebody not having a microwave. Well, I mean, we could have it if we wanted to. I don't think think it's a privilege thing, but, like, it's not an area thing, either, because plenty of people wouldn't have microwaves. And it's not like I... Uh, It's not like I... (laughs) Um hate microwaves like we just don't have one like if there's one in like somewhere that i need to use it then i'll use it but yeah if there's That's a toaster insane. oven i like it better because like i don't know if you've ever put like chicken headers and fries into a microwave but they're not it like, doesn't turn out firm great. when you take yeah. them out but a toaster oven yeah. you keep the yeah. crispiness and you keep the firm chicken and it's warm all the way through yeah that is where so. i don't have a toaster oven so I Maybe that makes this. sense. I've only ever used a microwave, but okay. Anyway, well, on that note, <laughs> but I can't microwave my coffee because I don't have a microwave. Uh yeah. What is that? <laughs> no, it's okay. But anyway, so well, I hope you guys had fun you... on this one. Yeah, we had fun. I had fun on yeah. this one. This is a long one. What What are you working on? Anything to plug? Anything to? Nothing. You want to share? Pick as usual. Of course. Um, iconic. I have 
actually officially started a broadcast channel on Instagram, which if you Heck don't yeah. know what that is, it's a new update on the DM like side of Instagram on the little swipe out thingamajig. Uh, it's basically like a one-to-many group chat, so I can add like moderators or like admins that can also message, but other than that, nobody else can message but me. I, you can do polls in there, you can do like gifts, you can do so many cool things. People can react to your message. Um, so I have been wanting that update for months. Because <laughs> <laughs> months. I don't care about Instagram updates usually, but I wanted this one for so long because I could do like fanfic stuff in that because I don't want to share it with everybody on my Instagram. But that's only because I don't want my family or like my college friends that follow me because ah. they follow that account, not my personal account, because I told them I'm not very active on my personal account. So they follow <laughs> my public and it's like, oh my God, my professor from like one of my favorites follows me on here. It's not that embarrassing, but to me it's embarrassing. So mm-hmm. If you guys, I don't think people that listen to this would be embarrassed if I'm not embarrassed. So, if you want to know about my fanfics, if you've heard me talk about them, How to Train Your Dragon, Narnia, so on and so forth, those are the two main ones. There's a few others floating around. Um, then join the broadcast channel on my Instagram. Go to my Instagram. You can join it even if you don't have the update yet. Um, you'll get to, you'll, for one, get to know the full title and my username. So you can go look it up. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> which before I started that, I didn't give it to anybody. And um, there's like an ext- uh, some aesthetic videos in there, like some tropes and tags and some snippets. It's very pretty. I've seen it. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm a bit embarrassed to say that the one I like more and the one that I'm writing more only has like a few hits and like like zero comments. It's kind of sad, but that's beside oh. the point. <laughs> I know it's a smaller fandom, and it's like a character like nobody really cares about except me. So, mm. I fully accept that. I did it to myself, but I'm still disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. It'll it'll get there. It'll get there. Yeah, it will. It. I have, like, nine chapters, and it's, like, 30k. So, I have full confidence. Yeah. The story is gonna go Heck far. Yeah. It's gonna go far. I have, Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm dedicated. So, of course, I said that about the Narnia one, and now I'm like, eh. But I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it, I promise you guys. But that's that's the thing that people are asking me to update. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to read my writing, go here, because this is what I'm posting. <laughs> but, like, I'm not writing this right now, so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, what are you doing? Preparing for college in the fall? Yeah, Same nothing. Uh, getting, ready, getting ready for school, trying to go figure out how I am going to continue writing and podcasting and all of that stuff during school. Uh, obviously, they are very important priorities, but I gotta, you know, school comes first. I gotta figure out how it's oh, gonna yeah. come. Um, so, whip-wise, wi- whip I've been writing more vibe scenes again, which was not great for my regular writing, but whatever. I've been having ideas, so it's yada yada fun. yada. But, um, it is fun, and, but I've been writing my, um, I gave a little, I gave a little, um, uh, I, I posted on it, I've been working on a, a whip I'm calling, um, the B&E, uh, which is normally, normally my, normally my titles, or, like, my, um, nicknames are pretty, are, like, exactly word for word for the title. This one isn't. It's it's close, but the title is a lot longer than what the nickname could be, and just the, the letters didn't work out to be a fun a- fun acronym, like, you know, Tadib or Tafode or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm calling it the B&E. Um, 
And it's very fun. It's having me, it's bringing up a lot of moral issues, which is going to be uh, interesting. Um, it is psychological horror. So, um, yes, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, except the problem is the, the plot twisty part is like, the only part that I like know is the thing. So I can't share too much about it yet. But it is, I will say it is a collection of letters. And I am very excited. I like it. that so a lot. I've been I writing that, that sparsingly. Um, I'm going to try to do some tonight, actually, if I can finish up working and when we're done recording. So <laughs> um, uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. It's but still light that, outside for you. It's dark for me. Just a little bit. The sun's setting right now, so. It's, uh, that's summer for you, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, nothing much, and yeah, so thank you guys, as always, for listening, we appreciate it, and if you're still here, I think, I think I looked at the stats the other day, we have, oh, I don't know <laughs> if that's, okay, I, I need to go fact check myself right now, because <laughs> I don't remember what the number is, and I don't want to get it wrong, because it was a really fun number, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, um oh but we have 85 followers on spotify what oh my gosh 85 of you guys 100 listeners for all time uh-huh and oh my goodness. yeah so we have lots of streams lots of starts there's a whole but there's a whole difference between there but and this is different again depending on the platform but on spotify specifically which is what i've been using to track mostly of this if we have 85 followers so Whoa. i think i think if we hit 100 followers we need to do something fun um because that's exciting oh my um, gosh yeah but, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you, if we get to 100 followers, uh, we'll do something fun. And oh my goodness. We'll take some suggestions, I think. Wow. And we'll figure yeah, out something friends, fun to do. tell your friends. Tell your friends that you found a fun bookish podcast with hilarious college students. Uh, that uh -huh. are very, un very unhinged. Um, yeah, and talk really about cool. research for <laughs> two, <laughs> two hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> tell them we're about at an hour 40. Tell them about we're my hour 40 for nothing. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's that's all we need so yeah but we have been talking guys. about bonus content so mm -hmm. when it when we can when there is uh, a demand and there are more um specific things that you guys want to hear mm -hmm. um also on both of our websites we have a, a feedback form for the podcast so if you yep. like you can leave a review on several different websites i don't think you can on spotify but you can on uh apple Podcasts. so you can do it on several different places so, if you don't say all that you want to say on that, um, then go ahead and send us a little, a little uh, feedback thing, or just DM us on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, uh, we love. Yeah, please we do. Love hearing you guys talk to us. We've gotten quite yeah. a few DMs, both of us actually. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I love the podcast, love this episode. Mm -hmm. And then we always screenshot it and text it to the other person. And yep. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> one it's person so much fun. like a week ago. Texted both of us, and so we both screenshotted it to the other person, and we're like, "Look, yeah, <laughs> it's so it's, cute. It's the best. It's so we we really. It's been fantastic hearing from you guys and hearing that you like the podcast. Like Marissa said, you know, ratings and reviews have been absolutely fantastic. If you review on Apple Podcasts, um, I read them. I read them. Um, I actually have a few to send to you if you haven't read them already. Um, I only read and, um uh, the first one that we got. 
Gotcha. Yeah, there, I think there were two more, two more on there, um, and we we love it. It helps. Obviously, it helps the podcast. It helps us, you know, reach out to more people. Maybe get that hundred followers. You know, it is what it is. But and then I slacked for a week because I was kind of slacking on social media for a minute. But we do have a Twitter. Um, that will be uh. It's rebranded X now, but I'm refusing to call it that. Oh no, it is not X. We we don't care. We don't we don't care what Elon yeah, Musk Twitter. says. We uh, it is Twitter. Um, so I guess it's on X. But on Twitter, we have a Twitter <laughs> account. Um, it's it's said in our little credits at the end. So I'm not going to try to remember what the username is right now. But it'll I'm pretty sure you. it's um, behind the books, but without the vowels and the word behind. Yeah, it's like so, B N H D the yeah. books. I think it's a pod. I think it is pod. Um, so Something we'll say like it again that. at the end, so you'll hear it anyway. But give us a follow over there. You know. Pre-recorded we'll, automated we'll voices. We'll get updates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to the automated voices. That's all you need to do. But, but I think that's it. So yeah, thank, thank you guys for well. listening. As always, we appreciate it. And we'll yeah. see you next time. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can give us a follow over on Twitter at BNHD, the books pod, behind without the vowels, for live updates and contact with us. And you can rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at larissagault.author and my books and links at www.larissagaultauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore writes with two S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt and LJ Elizabeth, edited by LJ Elizabeth with music by Larissa Galt. Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.